welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is Sarah Hart Unger, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. So we are here today, and even though this airs November 8th, I am recording this at the very beginning of Quintile 5, which I consider reflection season. I love this time of year. For me, it's a time to spend with family and also time to spend thinking about my goals and setting up my planning systems for the next year and just thinking about what I want to carry forward and what I want to leave behind. And I greatly find myself enjoying the process. So it's not just a means to an end, but more about diving in and actually enjoying the process of thinking about what fun and exciting things I want to incorporate in the years ahead. I hope that you too are enjoying diving into this season and I have a few suggestions for things you might want to consider to help you make the most of this quintile. First, you might want to choose a book that helps you reflect on how you spend time. This is a great time to dive into some productivity or nonfiction classics. You could pick an old classic like Getting Things Done by David Allen or Laura Vanderkam's 168 Hours. I guess that's not that old. It came out in, I think, 2009. Or perhaps you could embrace a new one. Oliver Berkman's 4,000 Weeks is what I'm reading right now. And even though at times I find his writing antithetical to goal setting and checklists, I also see a lot of value in his lessons and hope that they, you know, help me see my own planning in maybe a perhaps slightly different light. So maybe more on that in a future episode. And if I can get Oliver on the show, even better. That would be a nice reach goal for 2022. You could also just spend time getting cozy with all of your planning accoutrements, your notebooks, your calendars, journals, or even if you have a goal-setting book like the Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets. The time to start filling that out is now, not to necessarily wait until it's already January and you feel like the year has already kind of gotten started. One thing you could do is to start working on your 22 for 22 list if that's something you like to create. I don't always make the same number of goals as the year, but I do enjoy making a list of yearly goals to think about moving towards over the 12 months. And so that's definitely something I want to spend time doing and not just put a bunch of stuff on the page at the last minute. You could also conduct a personal review. I talked last week about having a retreat, so that would be a wonderful time to do that. But really, you could do this in bits and pieces if you'd like. You could look at how you did on the big goals you set for the prior year compared to 2020. 2021 certainly had its peaks and valleys, but for many of us was a little bit more stable. So perhaps uh, you'll have some lessons learned from how you did with your bigger goals that you set. You could think about what lessons you learned from the prior year, what you'd like to carry forward, whether they're habits, lessons learned, things you've incorporated into your day, weeks, months, and what you'd like to abandon, toxic relationships or things that aren't working for you, things that you'd like to leave behind. Then finally, I think it's really important if you celebrate the holidays that are coming up to think about the experiences you really want to savor and enjoy this season. There are probably going to be many more activities and festivities happening in your area or with your family and friends than you can actually realistically take part in because we all have limited amounts of time and energy. And so It's a great time to think about what experiences you want to really savor and enjoy this season. Are there things that are particularly important to you and your family? Are there things that you've missed in prior years due to the pandemic that you want to bring back? 
And maybe think about the other side of things too. If there are things that you've done in years past and you've done them because it's tradition, but you haven't always enjoyed them, maybe it's time to clean them up and think of something else or think of a way of making them more fun or suited to your needs. So all of these things put together will help you really enjoy the next two months, not just thinking of them as, oh, why are we going to spend the last two months of the year thinking about the next year? But no, really enjoying that process, getting cozy with it, being reflective about it, maybe talking with others about it. I would love to perhaps hang out with others and do some kind of vision board exercise and really think about how we might want to do fun things together in the next year. I think that would be really fun. So, okay. I hope this has been a nice introduction to ways you might spend the next couple months. If you have reflective rituals that you really enjoy, whether they have to do with setting up your planner or your supplies, clearing the decks from the year prior, or simply how you like to enjoy the holidays intentionally, let me know. I would love to hear about them. This episode is sponsored by Preptish. Getting a healthy dinner on the table is certainly challenging at times now that kids' activities are in full swing and we are barreling towards the holidays. Preptish is a tool that helps me keep up with planning and executing healthy meals, even during this full season. Preptish is a meal planning service where you get weekly menus that are great at striking the right balance between healthy, kid-friendly, and convenient. As I'm planning meals on Sunday, I put my Preptish meals straight into my planner, and that's when I do my grocery shopping as well. They offer keto, paleo, gluten-free, and super fast plans. We usually use one of the last two. And then my meal planning is done for me in an instant. Preptish has two major benefits the way I see it. First, they do the work for you when it comes to choosing varied, healthy, and delicious meals for the week. I find myself getting sick of some of the same repetitive meals when choosing myself, but having Allison choose for me brings in more variety and fun. And her recipes are really well thought out. I love how she tends to really emphasize seasonal flavors, lots of autumn spices in the recent menus. Second, she puts together an amazing game plan for prep day to make the rest of our week run smoothly. This can be done on a relaxing weekend afternoon, your favorite playlist or podcast in the background, or maybe with holiday music as that season approaches. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. So this is a great way to see if the plans will work for you. Check out prepdish.com slash plans for this amazing deal. In addition to the super fast menus I love, PrepDish has gluten-free, paleo, and keto options, so there is truly something for everyone. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash plans for your first two weeks free. And if you try it, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. We are now well into spring, and there's no better time to shop for beautiful cotton sweaters that can take us right into the next season. And definitely take a look at their dresses. They have so many pretty ones. I'm obsessed with the day dress. It's so classic and versatile. Plus, everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. All of their sweaters and tops pair with jeans, work pants, and more, and can be styled to fit practically any occasion. Find your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code PLANS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. 
Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, we are going to segue into our review segment of this episode. I have had people request a review of the planner pad for quite some time. I've noted that it seems to have really, really diehard fans, people who have been using it for years and can't see themselves using anything else. It's been marketed for those who have trouble getting organized, such as those with ADHD, although I could see how it could benefit anyone that wants to get their ducks in a row. This planner, to some extent, has a very throwback vibe to it, and that could be a positive, or it could be a negative, or it could be completely neutral. But when I'm holding this up, I sort of feel transported back to perhaps the late 90s and the way planners used to look back then. And in fact, I could kind of imagine this planner on the desk of some kind of executive during that time, maybe a woman wearing a power suit with big shoulder pads or something like that. Again, this is not to disparage it at all. I kind of love it. And maybe it's back. I mean, everything else 90s is back from the jeans to the fashion. So why not the planners? But I do have to say that's what really first struck me about this planner. And in fact, I went to the website, it is made in the USA, and it has been around this company for something like 40 years. So it kind of makes sense. And maybe they haven't changed that much in that 40-year time frame. But if they found a formula that really worked, then I guess maybe they just wanted to stick with it. They also have a unique 30-day money-back guarantee on their website. It says, if you have feel it has not given you an extra hour per day, send it right back to us for a full product refund. That is saying something, that they are that confident that this will expand the amount of things you're able to get done in a given amount of time. Now, I think this planner fits really, really well with my concept of nested goals, which I've talked about previously. And by nested, I basically mean that your daily goals come from your weekly goals, which come from your monthly or quarterly goals or both, which come from yearly goals, which maybe come from some big like five-year horizon types of goals. And whether or not you've created lists like that yourself, you could probably see the value of keeping a list for the week and then pulling your daily tasks off of this. The basic two-page spread design in this planner, and I will go through it with a page flip as usual, but I'm going to skip ahead to the way the main page looks. It's a little different. Most planners will show your time frame kind of as the main component of the page and then with a little space for to-do lists. 
This is the opposite. So there is a page for each week. Actually, it's a two-page spread for each week. The entire first third of the page is devoted to weekly lists of activities by category. I do do my weekly to-do lists in categories, so I really appreciate the way they spread this out. And then it's a funnel system. So there are little to-do list spaces for each day of the week, Monday through Sunday. Once again, I love that they gave the weekend days exactly as much real estate as the weekdays. I think that's wonderful. And you're supposed to select your daily list of things to do from your weekly list by migrating them to the daily columns. And then only in the last third of the page, maybe 40% of the page, there is space to actually write appointments and kind of time block things out so you can see where you have free time. I think that's really interesting as it kind of puts emphasis on what you're going to get done first. And then I guess the idea is that you craft your schedule around the things you want to get done. In theory, I think that's a wonderful idea. For me, I find that most of the time my schedule has a lot of hard landscape stuff on it that I can't really move, like patience. Um, And so I am not entirely sure that I love the idea that your schedule is kind of like third priority because I know that I'd want to put less tasks on my week if I know that my schedule is very booked up with hard landscape items compared to if I had, you know, more kind of unstructured time. But that said, I know that that is kind of how my job works. It's certainly not how everybody's job works. And there is no rule that I can't fill out the bottom part first and then, you know, create the goals second. It is a dated book. So now I'm going to get in a little bit into how this book is structured. It is both spiral bound or you can buy it as inserts. But for the purposes of this review, we'll talk about spiral bound since that's kind of a full planner. It has kind of a flexible vinyl cover that comes in either a green, a black, or what they call the seasons edition, which is really kind of rainbow and colorful, but in a throwback 90s way, in my opinion. Again, not bad, but that's the vibe that it gives out to me. When you open it up, so well, first of all, there's two sizes. I have the personal size, and this was sent by a very kind listener who tried it herself and found that it did not work for her. So she just sent it on to me to do a review with it. So I'm very grateful for that. So I have the personal size, which is six and three quarter inches by eight and a half inches. So that's slightly larger than A5. And the other size they have is an eight and a half by 11. So a full page. I can see how that would give you a lot of space to write. And it looks like the pages look similar to this, but just kind of blown up into a slightly bigger page. There are three styles. So you can get, as I said, a black cover, a green cover, and then kind of this rainbowy seasons cover that has scenes from nature. And the ink in the black is black. The ink in the green is mostly green and black. And then the seasons has, again, really colorful backgrounds. And my guess is that maybe that was initially marketed as the more feminine option, but I am definitely drawn the most to the one that was sent to me, which is the green, kind of a mild, calming color, does have a bit of a, I don't know, like a steno vibe, or I don't even know how to describe it, but it definitely has an old school look to it, but a professional old school look to it. It's a 12-month book, but there are options to start with any quarter. So you can order one that starts with January, with April, with July, or with October, and that'll go through all 12 months, which is great if you want a dated book, but you've like decided you need a new system mid-year, which I certainly have done many times before. And it's not terribly expensive as planners go. It'll run you $32.49 for the executive size, $31.49 for the personal size, $32.49 for the season's edition. 
I will go through and mention some of the other things in this planner. So there are several pages for important phone numbers, and these are actually alphabetized, which again, in 2021, I think most people have their contacts electronically. So I don't know, maybe that's something they could consider changing. But if this planner has such diehard fans that would get upset if anything was shifted around, perhaps that's why they've kept it very consistent. Those phone number pages are followed by a calendar that has, this is a 2021 book. It has 2020, 21, and 22. And then there is a lovely kind of annual planning area that looks really nice for like habit tracking, or maybe you're tracking tracking your steps here, or even just planning like when you're taking big vacations. So it's a two-page spread. They have it for 2020, 2021, and 2022. And it's like little mini monthly calendars, basically going from the 1st to June 30th on the left, and from July 1st to December 31st on the right. So you have a box for every single day. The holidays, not all holidays, but it looks like Jewish holidays, Christian holidays, and Federal holidays for the U.S. are listed there, along with a couple of Canadian holidays. Certainly not, you know, a very completely inclusive list, but, you know, you could, of course, add more. Or if you don't see your holidays represented and you're interested in this planner, maybe let them know about it because maybe they'd be open to adding some more in there. We are then followed by a time zone map and then the monthly pages. So you see a monthly grid on the right, which is a regular Sunday start calendar page. And on the left is a blank note page. And then that gets followed by your weekly pages. And that pattern just basically repeats monthly and then weekly repeating. And then at the end of the planner, you have some extra goals, projects, grid. These are really open-ended. They basically just have the days of the week along the top and blank columns along the, the side. So you could really use them in very different flexible ways to maybe lay out timelines for a project or track something very much open-ended and up to the user. And wow, there's a bunch of these, like eight of these, I think, in the back of the book. 12 of them, actually. So six two-page spreads. And I did a pen test here. The paper is white. I did not, they didn't have the GSM listed. I'm going to guess this is maybe 70-pound paper. Definitely doesn't feel as substantial as, say, Erin Condren paper, but it doesn't feel really flimsy either. And it's white. It's not super toothy, but it's pretty... I would say it's pretty absorbent. Like I felt like my pens just kind of sank into it pretty quickly and the ink dried pretty rapidly. And there is not, uh, it looks like when I use the Me gel pen, there's the tiniest bit of bleed through, otherwise minimal ghosting. So definitely won't look like a big mess if you have a completely filled out page and you're writing on the other side. And oh, the spiral is a very, um, it's interesting it's kind of like a halfway covered spiral bound. So on the back, you can feel the very backs of the, of the rings, but not you don't see the whole ring when the book is closed. And the rings are quite narrow, like maybe half an inch. And this one has black rings and it's the green edition. So that is the planner pad. I can totally see why some people are just devoted to this layout. It is really different in its emphasis in really pulling your goals from kind of your hierarchical set of goals. So going weekly to daily, and then perhaps planning your week around that. I don't think my brain entirely works this way because I see time a little bit more wanting to see the time portion, like a little bit more prominently, but to each their own. And honestly, there's not that many books that are 
done like this. And I especially love for some people that don't feel like there's enough space for their weekly lists, especially if they like to do them in categories. This is a really great one for that. I mean, there are options like the spaces planner that just has a ton of list space, but this kind of has a little bit of everything. And so if you struggle to make your uh, weekly lists organized or struggle to pull your daily tasks from your weekly lists, this might be a planner to try out and you're going to have to just embrace the somewhat retro vibes that it gives off. All right. I would love to hear from my planner pad aficionados, of which I know there are many. And let me know what you think. By the way, I wonder how they got the name Planner Pad. Because when I always would hear Planner Pad, I assumed it was some sort of tear-off system. Like you'd have a page for each day and then tear it off for a fresh start. And it's a spiral-bound book and not a pad at all. So just kind of a curiosity there and wanted to mention that if you ever thought that it was just a pad. Finally, I wanted to talk about another option. This is kind of like a this just in kind of a thing because I got an email about it the day before I was going to record and I was like, oh, I must make sure people know about this because I had never heard of it. And it is yet another option for those who want a daily plus weekly plus monthly planner. Yes, that unicorn that only exists in a few forms right now has another option and it's called Whistle and Birch. It's actually available on through Etsy, I think only through Etsy, and it's a shop from Australia. I'll talk about shipping costs in a bit, but not the cheapest to ship to the U.S., uh, but I didn't look up every country, and certainly if you're situated in Australia, probably quite reasonable. And they have a the specific, I didn't look at all their offerings because some of them looked pretty you know, similar to the other planners out there. But what did catch my eye and what this reader brought to my attention is that they have a daily, weekly, monthly available in six month books. So to me, it kind of reminds me of like, I don't know, like a daily duo that also has weekly spreads throughout. And the coolest thing is that you can choose your daily layout and your weekly layout in like any combination. So they have maybe like five or six of each and you could choose the daily number one with the weekly number four or the daily number three with the week. So there's like all these combinations available. And so there's just so much customization in the layout if you want vertical, if you want more family boxes, if you want horizontal, if you want more of a student layout. There's just so many different options there. The paper is described in a review that I read as smooth and white. So the smooth kind of makes me think maybe similar to plum paper, but I have not seen this planner in the wild or in person, so I cannot vouch specifically. I did notice in the video that I watched that there was some bleed through with highlighters and some ghosting scenes, so not the world's thickest paper, but it doesn't seem, you know, terrible either. And again, my disclaimer is I have not tried this in person because if I were to order it from Australia now, I don't think I would have it even in time to do a review. Plus, I'm not sure I am willing to pay the cost just for review purposes when I have my planners for 2022. But the cost of this product is $98 for the two books, which sounds like a lot, but honestly, like the Daily Duo, I think is 70 something. Moxie Life is doing quarterly books that will run you, I think, $210 for the year. Amplify is, uh, if you were getting the entire year's worth, is going to be upwards of $200. So $98 is not bad. However, it does cost $41 to ship to the United States. So that would make a total cost of somewhere in the 140s range with tax, I'm guessing. So not the cheapest option, but if you are really, really dying to have a six-month book that holds weekly, daily, and monthly with tons of customization options, 
Whistle and Birch would be one for you to check out that I had not heard of and is different from the offerings that are currently on the market that I know about. So I'm always learning about new brands. There are way more brands out there than I'm ever going to be able to lay eyes on. But I did want to mention this one just in case people are really in search of this combination of things for their 2022 planner. All right, this has been a fun episode talking a little bit about reflection season and ways to make the most of the next couple of months and then moving on to our planner pad review, not a pad. And then finally, the mention of Whistle and Birch, a very different option for a daily, weekly, monthly customizable layout in six month books. As always, you can find the show notes at theshoebox.com. I always publish them on Mondays and I linked them on my Instagram If you go to the link tree on there, it's always the first thing mentioned. So you can find those on Insta. I am at shoebox underscore plans. That's S-H-U-B-O-X underscore P-L-A-N-S. So you can find me there and you can always email me or send me an audio question. I am always looking for more. I hope you have a wonderful start to this reflective season. And I hope everyone is in the process of enjoying setting up their 2022 planner collection. All right, have a wonderful week and I will be here on Monday. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.